Welcome to Spiritually Raw. We expose and explore controversial truths, myths, and theories surrounding the spirit world. Guests include investigators, debunkers, and skeptics of the supernatural, unexplained, and flat-out unimaginable. Content discussed on this show is not necessarily the opinion of the cast of Spiritually Raw, and topics quite often are for mature audiences only. This show is not intended to replace any medical, financial, or legal advice, and is for entertainment purposes only. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Hey, everybody, what's going on? I know you have a show to watch. So let me get real quick into this with you. Okay, so Ascended Masters, you're watching right now, browse, select, ascend. It's very easy to use. All you have to do is scroll down here, you're going to see the different categories, sessions, courses, products, entertainment, books, conscious business growth. All you do is you simply click on the category that's resonating with you or that you're in need of. And you're going to see a video directory of some of the greatest minds out there. And within five to seven minutes, you'll find out who that person is, what their style is, and if they're going to help you on your your journey call life. It's a very easy, very easy formula to follow right here. And also too, if you're one of those who does have a product or service that you think that will be a benefit to others, and you'd like to be on Ascended Masters, our email is in the description below. It's askspirituallyrawgmail.com. We'll set up a time to chat and see how you can make a difference in the world for people. So hope you're enjoying the site, everybody. Thanks for sharing this and much love to you. And most importantly, enjoy the show. We'll see you next time. Hello, everybody. How are you? And welcome to Spiritually Raw. And as always, thank you so much for your energy exchange with us today. We hope you woke to the most miracle morning and are also having the most fortunate day today. Mr. Robert Potter is here. Look at that image behind him. Very powerful. Or is it next to him? <laughs> yeah. You have to figure that out yourself, right? <laughs> this is a really cool cat. We've had it. My ears right now. <laughs> we've had a uh, get to uh, spend a few minutes with robert before the show started you're absolutely going to fall in love with him and he's got some really cool stuff that i believe you probably have never seen before which we are excited to be able to help uh have him share with us too so i want to thank you all for staying connected with us as always our links are in the description below and you can also watch this uncensored at spirituallyraw.live and also for all of you watch on tv you can check us out on roku so just spiritually raw on that so am i missing anything Yes. Um, if you're watching this from YouTube, uh, please take a quick second, hit the like button. And uh, we surely would appreciate all three of us if you share the video. Much love to each and every one of you. So let's get started because I have pages of questions and we have so much to talk about. So without further ado, Robert Potter, he is, okay, check this out. He has been face-to-face with physical contactee of Palladians and the Venetians with a pedigree of meeting over 15 of the representatives over a course of 47 years. There's so much to get to. I mean, I can read this long, long bio, but we'll be here all day. You wanna check out his bio and everything that we're gonna be talking about. Uh, make sure to check out his website, www.thepromisereveal.net. All the links are gonna be in the description. And um, also, you're going to be a speaker at the Sedona Ascension Retreat, uh, right which on. is Susan Ross's um, retreat on March 18th, the 21st. So if you want to check them out and you want to get some tickets, uh, make sure to, the links will be in the description, sedonaascensionretreats.com forward slash tickets, and make sure to use the 10% off discount code spirituallyraw10. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here today. First yes. time meeting you, but are you coming to the conference? Oh, we'd love to, but I don't think we're going to be able to make it this year, unfortunately. We have three dogs. Where it's are you located? Florida. Florida. Okay. Maybe come out to Shasta to my event. Oh, when is that? I want to go to Shasta. Yeah, now that's so that I do want to go there. With your permission, I'll share a screen real quick. 
yeah please, that'd do. Be great. please do let's let's go okay. out with the, let's go and start off with a bang so yeah let's go ahead and start off i'll, I'll share my uh my website there and there there is a mount shasta summer conference right there and uh if you if you click this conference banner it's gonna uh um it's gonna take you to uh i'm gonna just uh take you to this page here you're gonna you're going to go to the conferencing. It tells everything. We got Alex Collier, Laura Eisenhower, Vivian Chavez, Suzanne, Frank Chile, a friend of mine, contacted me for many years, Marine St. Germain, many. All the information is right here. Right. Um, we got early bird tickets for a while. Everything you need, where to stay, uh, all the speakers' biographies. If you want to be a vendor, if you want to come for free, folks, you can actually be, uh, you know, a door. Are you, vendor. are you, uh, Robert, are you hosting this event? Or are you putting this together? This is my eighth annual conference. This is your eighth had, annual conference. God bless you, brother. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. awesome. That's very, oh very God. cool. Eighth or ninth, I forget which now. That's awesome. Um, we'll yeah. have uh, we'll have links in the description below, everybody, so you can you know get connected there too on whichever event you want to go to. Now you live in Mount Shasta, correct? I do. And, I was uh, kind of a Laguna Beach boy down at the uh, in Orange County there for most of my life. I found out I was a mountain man as well as a a beach boy. <laughs> which one you like better? Uh, I have to say the warmth year round, but just in the summertime, it is a, a really a summer playland here. We've got a natural glacial lake, uh, other lakes. The mountain uh, is beautiful for hiking. I love the smell of pine trees. We got bike trails, kayaking, rivers, oh, wow. um, you know, there's a lot of uh, one, one of my speakers, Lowell Johnson, actually a couple of years ago, went in the mountain in I think it was June. I contacted him to try and come to my conference. Um, and um, he couldn't make it that year, but he came last year, and he's coming this year. Uh, he was sitting on the mountain, just a transcendental meditator, and um, went up to a certain location. He was guided, obviously, to the spot, and I actually kind of felt that. I saw this ridge. I go, you know, that ridge, I bet you there's an air vent up there. It's kind of like James Gillen's ranch, but it's not quite as inaccessible, but it, you couldn't really access it. It's like, who would climb up there? But right. you can't see down. I think there's a, there might be an air vent there, but um, they have um, uh, right along the edge of that area right there, where I kind of just thought there might be something. This is where he was sitting and he's just a GM meditator, not a new age, not a UFO, not a fifth dimensional guy. And all of a sudden his ear pods went out and he looked at him, he felt a breeze behind him. He stood up and turned around to where there was a mountain with rocks and um, a trees. There now was uh, an entrance and there was a shadowed figure in there uh, that said, would you like to enter Telos? And he went in. So his story is no pretty amazing. No way. Yeah, if you want, I'd love for you to interview him and talk about the conference. Oh, that is right up our alley. Love to do that. Thank you. That's so cool. That is, so are you, you know, like, uh, is it is it just a cliche or is Shasta really that magical place? You know what I mean? That everybody talks about. I mean, do you find it from your worldly experiences that there is definitely something that's tapped and tuned in right there with you? Yeah, there are natural vortexes around the planet. This is kind of a, a one of the super uber vortexes like Lake Titicaca, which is a, the focal point of the divine feminine, which the earth was previously, the focus was in the um, Himalayas uh, beneath, near the Gobi Desert there. Mm -hmm. And that was a masculine vortex. There's in the ancient history of our multidimensional nature and the understanding of the hierarchy of light, the lost lineages of truth and light that are reemerging now is part of my, my uh, mission is to uh, share this knowledge with people. 
is uh, Shambhala the, the, the greater, which is hovering, it's kind of like a floating city in the higher dimensions above the Gobi Desert, where there once was a city that was a result of a nuclear explosion from some negative forces that destroyed the planet. And then there was uh, Shambhala the Lesser, which was beneath. And the focal point of the planet changed in 2015, um, the vortex was shifted 2012 and then it was cemented in 2015. Uh, the feminine, divine feminine vortex was moved to Lake Titicaca in the minor where there's a, uh, uh, a technology, an interdimensional kind of hierarchical technology called the golden disk of the sun. This is a monitoring device for all life streams and allows the, the, the universal administration to monitor the planet. It was misused and caused the uh, problems in Atlantis and now it's uh, back in the hands of the what we call the great white brotherhood of the shining ones or the watchers of the of the they, they wear white and um, they are um, higher dimensional beings and I have another friend in South America Luis Martens he doesn't speak much English but but he's been inside three of their inner retreats and I've taken tours down there to various locations so we're seeing now um, uh, a unique um, opening of the understanding of life within the earth of the other beings that live within the earth the breakaway civilizations as well as the um, higher dimensional beings and in some of these areas there have been some of them have been bought here under duress and placed under control of some demons the dark force has been cast down into the earth literally it's in the bible and i could cite references on that but um you know, I like to talk about the positive stuff too. I'm an expert in the bad stuff and you can go over my website. And I'll, I'll take you down. All you need to know there, right? Take us down the yeah. path. Um, the, the beings that you were talking about, um, are they the beings because I've heard that in, Shaba, in um, Sham, Shambhala that every now and again, the Shambhala beings surface or they have been seen. Are they the ones that you're referring to? Yeah, they come in. Uh, the Venusians answered the question for me when I asked about them because there's a girl that came forth from there. Her name was Sharula years ago, and she met an, another friend of mine when she first came out. She talked to him and a guy named uh, um, Bill Hamilton, a UFO researcher, and um, she said she came from the inner earth of Mount Shasta. Her mother married the the region of Mount Shasta, he's kind of famous. His name is Adama and their child, her name was uh, Bonnie. Her real name was uh, Sharula. And, um, and she um, said that she had kind of broken one of the rules and she, they said she had to go to the surface. So she was taken on the maglev trains they have around and she was shown various places on the earth to prepare her. And they have little areas where people from the the service are invited in either for a short period of time. And um, she said, actually, there's a, some, a real valley in uh, Brazil that they do have uh, uh, prehistoric animals around the surface. And she described their city and their life there. And they have a, a pyramid temple. I'm an expert in pyramids and they have a lot of pyramid products as well. And um, pyramids uh, create life force, pyramid, fire in the middle. And so she said that, uh, um, they have a, a pyramid that's called the Living Stone. So when I queried uh, Lowell, and he seemed genuine, but I'm, you know, I got a, 
That's why I have real physical contactees. Channeling is one thing, but face-to-face -face contact is, is another. And even us who have had face-to-face -face contact have our own filters and that perception. So to find the truth, but the Venusians say, to, to get to the point here, and you can you can ask me some more questions, but I said, what, what what's the story with uh, the Telosians there? Um, the, he said, they said, Telos is an ancient Venusian colony from Lemuria that transferred, and this goes in line with what Sharula said many years ago. She's gone out of the public eye and doesn't do any public appearances. She obviously was ridiculed and attacked, much like my friend who came from the fifth dimension of Venus, uh, Omnek Omnek, who's kind of retired now. But Is that the um, guy on your website? No, Omnek is, um, uh, she's written a, a series of books available on my website called From Venus I Came. Uh, mm -hmm. She came out to my friend uh, Alex Collier and spoke at a, a conference in uh, in uh, Nevada years ago. And then she wrote um, uh, Angels Don't Cry about her story of her life on earth. And then she wrote my message. And it's a quite moving story of uh, how she came here. So to go back real quick, they said it's a Venusian colony that um, was from Lemuria, but it's cloaked in the fifth dimension. So you can't get there. No one's gonna get there. The government can't go there. Um, um, so unless you're invited, so people want to, you know, one another one of my speakers, Brooks Agnew says, I'm going to go to the inner earth on the expedition. You can't go there. <laughs> but when you, you say, when you I'll say, take a ticket there. <laughs> when you say, um, unless you're invited, um, what, what is that, what does that invitation process even look like? Is it, is it a visitation of sorts and it, it it's a vibrational, it's usually a past life thing and yeah. a sole purpose. If it has something to do, it, may, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to reveal it to the public, but for yeah. those people, a lot of people have contacts, but they don't want to go to the public, especially the Venusians are contacting many, many people. There's five or 6,000 of them at any one time living on the surface, as well as an entire contingent. Living uh, on the surface as meaning here right now, like the same way we're living on the surface. Walking and living amongst us and even having families. Oh, How can... Um what do the Venetians look like? Do they have a certain look to them? How would someone be able to detect that that was a Venetian? Oh, uh, I'll share you a picture of one. I think I have oh, one. Oh, great. Here it is. Okay. So that's me and vice commander. That's, I'm sorry. That's who I was talking about. So I yeah, saw that's, her on your website. So yes. this young lady is a Venetian, right? Right. Here's a six dimensional. Uh, moon-based commander and she's been serving the earth for 300 years so she was uh working and i've been in conversations with her um i had a this was a recording that was arranged in las vegas uh or i'm sorry in uh, west virginia and they wear red berets so prince had a contact she wore a raspberry beret oh. and if it was warm she wouldn't wear much more so the venusians are um a fourth dimensional society. They're very advanced spiritually. They're the planet of love. They're one of the highest spiritual planets in the entire solar system. We are on the very edge of the radial arm of the Milky Way galaxy. Now, they they have uh, what's called a, a, a B, she has a B pin, which I gave her this particular B pin. Aww. They have other, they have a solid gold B pin that they normally wear. She was wearing a red sash and she had black pants. And she actually was another uh, woman in the 50s of Giant Rock, she was appearing as um, uh, 
a science fiction writer named Evelyn Smith, who'd written many books called The Venus Trap. And she revealed a lot of things about uh, life in other dimensions. And so uh, this girl comes to Earth. Uh, I, mean, I can't talk too much about that, but she does come to Earth and has uh, uh, an Earth persona. And obviously, as a six-dimensional being, she can dematerialize it. Well, no one's ever going to harm her or hassle her, may interfere with her Earth-based life. Uh, a few people have... Um, uh, uh, mention it or seen them. The, so, uh, the, yeah. the, the 5,000 plus Venusians that are here that are even some of them having families that you, thanks for sharing that, Robert, that uh, some of them even having families, as you mentioned there, what is their, what is their reasoning for being here? Do they, are they set on a mission and do all 5,000 or how many ever thousands, do they know they are Venusians that they're here or that they just, they kind of, Oh are, yeah, they're here. So they know I'm, that they're here. I'm a Venusian. I mean, I don't normally mention that because we're all earth people, but they right. You know, I'm definitely, uh, you know, I was, I've been had many lifetimes here in, in service to the, came over from Venusia, Etheria, as they call it. We're in the third dimension where our planet is rising into the fourth dimension, which is time. And as we achieve that, we'll have technology that will allow us to lit, literally have classes in the Akashic Records. So the reason they're here is, uh, one of the primary reasons, of course, was the, the advent of nuclear power and the, the possibility of destruction of this planet and other planets and interfering with the, the natural order of the universe. They love us very much. Many of them have come from here. In fact, they're the next round for when you ascend, generally speaking, if you're from this system, depending on your soul path, you will go to Venus, generally. Now, not, every, not everyone does. Um, the beautiful Venetian that you were just standing with, how did you meet her? And do you recognize one another when you see each other? I did not recognize her. Uh, I had uh, seen her picture in the 50s, and I can pull that up. And the way I, I met her was through my friend, Dr. Raymond Keller, who Frank Chile introduced me to. So Frank Chile introduced me to her to Raymond and I had all these amazing talks with her. So I'm gonna um uh I love this everybody show and tell. This, this is really cool. cool. So I'm gonna show a couple of pictures here. Dude, this this is, cool. I'm gonna show you some pictures of her in the uh 50s at, at the giant rock conventions. I'm wondering if she ages. She does not. Now they do have the ability to create avatars so they look slightly different. And I'll, I can, uh, I'll pull up the other one so I can show you. Okay. I said, I'll, I'm going to show you uh, a couple other pictures of some Venusians here as well. Uh, so, and how old do you think that this particular Venusian is? Um, I'm not sure exactly how old she is, but she told me she's been serving the earth for at least 300 years. So, That's what I thought you said. Well, so the Venusian, so she's met Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson. She worked in... Um, uh, she she was a secretary to Jean Sylvian Bailey during the French Revolution. He was a great astronomer. She talked to Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson would be in his room. He would come in. It would be locked, and she'd be sitting there with papers. And she said, she said the um, she said the intellectual Virginian uh, suspected I may be from another realm. And all this is in my book called uh, My Friends from Venus. I'm writing a longer version. It's a very short book, but it contains the recorded messages of them. They speak much about Christ. A lot of people get triggered by that. 
And I'm not saying that we don't, there's not a reason to, you know, have problems with the church, the secular, the dogma. But when we're talking about the ascended master of the greatest metaphysician on the physical plane ever in the entire galaxy, uh, I think we have to recognize the spiritual truth. He's actually uh, came from being. So I'm going to share with you some other pictures. This, okay, uh, let, I guess I should show. Okay, so let me, um, I'll show so you. Jesus uh, is a Venetian as well. Right, so I'm going to show you here. Um, here's a picture of her. Um, and I kind of zoomed in on her. She's sitting at Giant Rock. Mm -hmm. And to her left is a guy named Long John Neville, the, the art bell of the day. Mm -hmm. And another, uh, another guy named Frank Scully, who was the uh, real X-File guy. So she became Queen of Venus. Here she is wearing a slim bodysuit. Kind of rare for that day. She got the Queen of Venus. You notice the nose and the lips. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so now I'm gonna, um, and her teeth are different. So I was looking at her going, oh, I don't know, you know, I was kind of making a, a little doubtful thing. And uh, so here is what, what sealed it for me because I was, you know, I'm suspect, I, you know, I, I didn't think Raymond's, you know, there's not a dishonest bone in his body. And he's, we have many, um, many videos. So what sealed it for me were, here she is, she walked up to this, there was a lawyer who was taking a picture of her for this woman as a contactee. And this, the, the table said, my flight, to be, my flight to Venus. This woman actually was taken and went to Venus, mm -hmm. as was Lob Song Rampa and many other things. And they have a great uh, connection to Tibetan that we can talk about that. So here she is looking and smiling. And, and after she, this picture was taken, I imagine she came over and she says, she says, I'm from Venus. And so the photographer, look at her legs, mm -hmm. these stocky legs. Mm -hmm. So when I looked at her, this is what sealed it for me uh, to believe that she really was because her teeth are different. She had stocky legs. Look at those. Mm. Things. Now, her hair uh, is that they, they have uh, her hands are extremely soft and Venusians don't have fingerprints. Does she say she's that person when she looks at the picture? She's like, does she say that's me? Oh, yeah. No, Dr. Raymond Keller met her in 1954 because he went back in time. So there's so much to explore and discover on my website, especially um, if you go into the book section. Raymond Keller has written now. Uh, I'm going to be getting his uh, uh, seventh, seventh book is on its way to me now. He's written seven books since 2015. So he was taken to Venus in 2012 and he got there by another friend of mine from who lived in Yucca Valley, a famous contact he ran for president. So there's a, a lineage of people that I and Raymond stand on of contactees who've been uh, having- Robert, contact. what do you think like, uh... There's a lot to cover with you. I want to get I want to get to yeah. kind of your backstory in a second, but I do want to ask you this while we're on topic. Um, how come we don't really hear a lot about the Venetians? How come it's like the Pleiadians? We hear a lot about the Pleiadians. We hear about the Pleiadians. We hear about the Pleiadians. We don't really hear about the Venusians. Um, well, the Venetians actually have been known throughout history. And I asked them, you know, why is it hidden? They said, well, we're not really hiding the government's you know, know all about us. They, the first one to contact, that's who Eisenhower met on the tarmac at Edwards. There's a group of Pleiadians, and I'm not even sure if they're Pleiadians, but there are other contactees who are talking and 
I just want to say that I think most of most of the people uh, getting messages and having comments are very real, but there's apperceptions of their religious beliefs, their uh, personal upbringing. And as a 47 year pedigree contactee of face to face meeting both Pleiadians on multiple occasions and Venusians, um, I know not to hold judgment. And what I think I know, uh, as, as Semyasi told me, she goes, Rob, you think you know something and then you realize you know nothing at all. Mm, because yeah. properly speaking, uh, the intellect are, and it's like steps on an endless ladder. What really matters is the wisdom and the love heart. The Venusians are here primarily to give us hope, to show us the promise of the truth of the power of love and the redemption of the planet and the understanding of the, of the, the really how far off the mark we've gone. They don't wanna emphasize that. We are to uh, understand the spiritual truths and to treat each other as Christ taught us, pretty much that we live under a creator and through this living living presence of God and the creator is beyond definition but basically it's isness the creator is was and always will be and then in the material temporal realms of material in all other dimensions that eventually will pass away um, there there is uh, these various beings and creators creator gods so to speak so we have the God, which is beyond all name and form, and yet exists within all name and form, is transcendent to that, ineffable, unknowable, undescribable. So uh, any word that you describe it limits it by your intellectual, materialistic, dualistic mind. So we have a lot to understand in terms of knowing who we are as spiritually conscious beings in a biofield, in a meat suit, so to speak, mm -hmm. that is going to pass away. And what Christ taught is that we have a father, that would be Archangel Michael, the creator of this universe. And uh, the father, we are his children. And as such, we should treat each other as family and with respect. We must honor all life. And we must look at each person as our brother or sister and guard them like the pupil of our eye. And if we do unto others as we have would have done unto us it's that simple but we've been misled by the adversary yes uh all these uh contactee experiences you've had and and the uh sounds like you're pretty excited about it and feel pretty blessed to have had them um, nice. so did this stem after your your plant life experience you know the mushrooms the lsd did this come afterwards or did you have these experiences before you you know you were tapping that side of your brain well at an early age, I grew up in Laguna Beach. Timothy Leary lived in town. So I was riding my little uh, banana, uh, banana um, <laughs> bike with the, with the little wheels up there like that um, down in, uh, in Laguna Canyon. And I, uh, you know, there, there, there was Timothy Leary. And I, because they come place over. to grow up. Yeah. Well, yeah, we had Hare Krishnas and the Beatles were hanging out and the Rolling Stones. And it was a real kind of hippie town. Um, so we had a, Hare Krishnas, Rajanishis, and love animals don't eat them there. So we had a, a it was a, a, a hippie spiritual center. I was riding my bike and, you know, I met Prabhupada of the Hare Krishnas. And so it, was, it had a unique, beautiful, beachy, uh, you know, the halcyon days of the, of mm -hmm. the city is really when I grew up. And uh, so the LSD experience stemmed from my interest in Carlos Castaneda and power plants. And so I 
was discovering the luminous self and the nature of will and consciousness and understanding myself on a multidimensional level. And the psychedelic or psychotropic substances, um, they work with the pineal gland, which open up the, the receptors in neurosotonin in the pineal gland that causes um, you to experience and to go beyond the limitations of the dualistic, uh, what's called the rational mind or Carlos Castaneda calls the tonal. And by suppressing and balancing the tonal and shrinking the tonal, you can go into what's called the knock wall, which is um, um, it's a whole other discussion. But uh, <laughs> I met Dr. Fred Bell when I was uh, just turning 17 uh, in 1970, uh, uh, yeah, 73, I turned 17. So, um, uh, and then 74, 17, yeah, 73. So 73, I met Dr. Fred Bell, uh, I was at school and I was talking about pyramids and this girl goes, I, I was trying psychic experiments and stuff and this girl goes, pyramids, I know the pyramid man. I go, the pyramid man, really? She was right up by me. So I went up there, I knocked on the door and this girl named, her name was Louise, but we called her Bunny, um, was there and she said, well, he's not here, come on in. So I went in and she would have to take your shoes off and he had this very beautiful art. He was a, he was a painter, uh, he was a musician, he wrote books. And on top of that, his great uncle invented the telephone uh, his name was Alexander Graham Bell, and Dr. Fred Bell's father, Alan Bell, worked with Henry Ford and invented himself the automatic transmission and the alternator for Henry Ford. Mm. What? So Fred grew up on the lap of Henry Ford, Bob Johnson of Johnson Motors, and Bob McCulloch of McCulloch Motors. Mm. And his father, they were all working with Henry Ford in uh, working with uh, engines. Now, Henry Ford... Fred described running through the hemp fields when he was a little kid, you know? So, so Henry Ford made a car entirely out of hemp and could go on fuel oil, but the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds, mm. they didn't want that. So the Rockefellers basically made hemp illegal and called it a demon weed. And so that we couldn't have renewable, uh, less polluting resource because hemp oil is the cleanest burning fuel oil. Mm -hmm. So from there, uh, at the age of 15, he was studying the shockwave, the atomic bomb at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor under Dr. Katz. Uh, and then uh, at the age of 17, soon on his 17th birthday, the military came in, gave him a conscription and said, in one week, you're moving to Santa Barbara. You're coming into the Air Force. Mm. So Fred went into the Air Force at the age of 17 and got a PhD in physics before, the end, before he was 18. Wow. Uh, working on government projects, including the number one uh, radar, uh, early warning radar at Point Reyes, California, north of San Francisco. And he was observing the Venusians primarily coming in off of vector points off of, they, they run along magnetic, there's magnetic highways that they travel on. Mm -hmm. And they were heading down to the Cuban Missile Crisis. And so he was watching them burn these reports and he made a stink about it. And they finally, uh, set him up and said, did you see a UFO today? And they had straight jackets waiting and they came in, they put him in a straight jacket. Oh, and, no. and so they, he got an honorable discharge and then he went to work for NASA under Werner Brown Brown and pretty much the same thing happened. He was uh, working on the cake with Gus Grissom and those guys that burned in the fire. And he said, there's shoddy wiring here. And they go, who are you, you snotty nosed young kid? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know uh, and he goes, no, this is bad stuff. You're going to, something's going to happen. And they, he went all the way up and finally got, you know, Werner von Braun and said, oh, oh, no, he goes, you must go through the chain of commands to, to talk to, to make your thing. So I've been all the way to the top. It's up to you, sir. And he goes, well, I must listen to the others. And so he got fired. He filed suit at the ASLU, ALCU. Three astronauts died on the cake. Uh. And he got, he got a year and a half or two years of payback. And then uh, they said, oh, will you be in charge of everything? He's like, working with you. And he yeah. went to work for JPL and Rockwell, where he watched the spaceships hover outside the Long Beach uh, giant building there, hangar. Mm-hmm. And it, they send in three little probes. Some people call them Foo Fighters, little monitoring disks. And they went around, they went, they spiraled around. Uh, they, they went in two directions and they spiraled up around it and they checked out every day to see what was going on. So we've been under the watchful eye and the government knows this and they're desperate to keep it secret because the government, the corporations, those that are in charge are actually part of a very negative group called the Black Sun. They're being removed and yeah. neutralized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the Venusians, I want to ask you this, there's a, there's a conception of that when you think about Venus, Mars, uh, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Is the, is the Venusian, is that a feminine energy place, dimension, planet? Is that, or is that, is that all feminine energy or is it a mix? And have we just well, been... Well, they have, of course, male and female. Venus yeah. runs on the various, because the native inhabitants of Venus are uh, bees, very large bumblebees, about five or six feet large. And the wow. beings that came there originally 25 million years are called the Norcans. And they came from a, a planet in uh, uh, called Tau Ceti. And um, that uh, in the Tau Ceti system, that's not that far away. So um, they came and they petitioned the bees to live there. The bees allowed them to. And then 7 million years later, uh, the... There was a group from Aldebaran. Are these like, I'm sorry, I apologize, but are, are you, are, are they the bees that we see like in our mind, bumblebees, or are they hybrid human bees? Well, we get into that. that okay. That's what I'm coming to. So about 18 million years ago, there was something called the Syrian shift. And it was a technology, and this goes back a long way. It's called the Vril technology that was mm-hmm. developed in uh so the vril is not just exclusively german the extra trust has been using this technology for 18 million years so um in the taurus cloud there's a, a planetary system called aldebaran with an advanced technological race and the pleiadians are very advanced technology technologically wise now a lot of the pleiadians has not come from the pleiadians they came from other places in their system and they've settled there over the the centuries the Pleiades, the Pleiadians, especially Semyasi from Era, uh, they're very advanced technology. Um, mm. They're not all of them are would be as metaphysical or spiritually inclined as the Venusians, uh, and that's another story. But um, Semyasi was very beautiful. I was physically beamed aboard their ship in 1980s, I think, 87 or 88. This is the Venusian ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, was, I was guided into contacts out of my body since 1979 by them. And I'd met them on the ground, but I had my, my kind of crescendo of experience was physically being boarded to mothership where I agreed to work uh, to, for what's called the victory of the light as they called it. 
Can we? Uh, uh, I, I, I want to get a question. <laughs> All right. There's so much fascinating stuff here. I know. I was like, oh my God, I got 10 questions. You got to um, jump fast. Right. Before, before you go any further, <laughs> you were beamed up to the mothership. Yeah. That's a lot right there. Number one, is it something in your genetic bloodline, Rob, that, that you have been chosen? And um, were you conscious at this point or did they take you in the middle of the night while, while you were sleeping? This was uh, a prearranged, I was going through a lot of out-of-body experiences. I, was, I would practice certain specific Tibetan breathing exercises inside my, oh. these pyramid systems that I sell on my website that Dr. Frell, Dr. Fred Bell was getting from the Pleiades. He was getting these technologies. Mm -hmm. so, so I was in the system and um, many times I was taken out of my body and I was taking, I was giving, given lessons repeatedly at night. These were very difficult and I couldn't really understand them. And uh, I think it was in 84, I was getting kind of like, you know, they, the lights, I, I, I'd come back down into my body and Fred goes, because you're a little ungrounded tonight. He says, go down and take an Epsom salt bath before you drive home. So I'd take a bath and I Epsom salts and uh, in his bath and I would drive down the hill and a light would follow me down the canyon. I lived about a mile and about a mile and a half from his house down in the hills of Laguna mm -hmm. below what's called Archbeats Heights above Bluebird. And uh, it would, this light would be pulsing outside my window. I'd be crying tears and I'd just say, I just want to know. I just want to know. Did you, defend, did you feel that like sense of love? Oh my God. It was just very profound. And a lot of the uh, experiences uh, out of body were basically showing me various aspects of creation and the nature of eternity, so to speak. And um, I could ask any question. There was never a physical being. I was always hovering in outer space. And one particular time they took me to uh, an incredible system. And I, it was just the glory of God was there. And I just would wake up and have these amazing experiences. So finally in 1984, I was becoming a little more insistent on physical contact. And Gabriel Green, who my friend met the Venusian from, called me up and said, Rob, the Ascended Master Hilarion um, is sending you a teacher. And I said, really? He called me on a beeper. <laughs> so I went to a, a 7-Eleven. I have a lot of stuff at 7-Eleven. It'll blow your mind. So, so I call him on the phone. He goes, Rob, and I go, okay, so they want me to uh, come up? And he goes, he goes, yeah. And I said, okay, I'll come on up. And um, then I... Um, you know, I was an interesting day. I was 24 years old. And so I hung up the phone and the phone rang like an alarm, fire alarm. And the, the guy inside the store, the people in the parking lot across the street behind me, everyone, they were looking at me. And, and just as I was going to answer, I goes, answer it. They're like, what is that? They were looking like, what is this? It wasn't, it was like a, a it was like a, a ring on steroids. So wow. Gabriel had played for me. They called his house and they gave him a telephone message on occasion. And he played a recording for me. And that was what I heard. I heard this space echo. It was like, so they were telling me, Rob, don't blow this off for some hot date. You know, 
You better get up to Gabe's this weekend. We'll make it rain. Wow. Yeah. And, so then, went, and then what happened? And then I went up there and there was a military guy that was um, there. He had uh, worked in an underground uh, abduction base and broke his mind control through a car accident. And um, he was, they were telling him, oh, you broke your mind. He went to work for two weeks. He worked down to a very deep level where they, uh, where the, the the demons live literally mm. within the earth he said he i've been in diesel bub's court rob and i go really well okay mm. and i said uh so um so he was very sensitive and psychic and he showed me uh what possession was there was a girl there that um was a little bit of ego and stuff and she um you know had a he went around to a guy and went like this the first thing he did and and I said, what are you doing? He went, I said, it's yours. You see mine? He goes, he goes you're doing okay. You, you, you're doing pretty good. You're very healthy. And you, um, he says, you, you think you know more than you do and you move a little fast, but you're all right. And the girl goes, what about me? He goes, oh, you're, he goes, you're possessed. You got a couple attachments and on you. And so, you know, she was understandably kind of defended herself. And, uh, I'm sure. and uh, so he showed me, uh, what what we call possession or how the negative force works by fluctuating and attaching in your energy. We call them implants now, mm. but um, th these are, uh, Carlos Castaneda calls them mud shadows. They're not organic, non-human entities that feed on life force, kind of like in the matrix. Mm -hmm. But so he showed me that. And then the, the culmination was he took me, Gabriel Green, and a guy named Michael Allegian, um, um, out into the desert and uh, Semyasi ship came down and landed in front of me about 12 feet. Wow. So, and, then, and I had a telepathic communication and- uh, Were you and, nervous? Was it a feeling of nervousness? No, I, I was excited. The ship came down. He goes, you, were, you, go you, were really kind of, you were summoning at that point, weren't you? You were like at that it point- It was a prearranged program. Yeah, like, yeah, I got you. I got program you. contact in order to give me a physical experience other than my out-of-body astral. I've seen the lights, mm -hmm. but I but here was a physical contact, a ship landing, pulsing, and at um, kind of an orangish red color. And a voice inside my head said, because all the time I just say, just want to know. I just yeah. want to know. You know, and, um, let me ask you this if I can. So um, did you have a question? Yeah, I just wanted to finish it with, did they, did you see them visually? Did they come out of the, the No, crib? no, no. So, so I said, uh, she said, now you know, Rob. And I said, I was crying now. So now I'm crying. And I was going, well, this is wonderful. W what can I do? She goes, Rob, she goes, we want you to, to share this story with people. And they'll know by the way you tell it if it's true. And um, so I had a couple other questions there. And then um, I said, will you come out? And she started laughing. So now I'm crying and laughing along with her. And, I go, right. <laughs> and she said, no, I can't come out. Uh, you'd think you're the Messiah. So. So the military guy was telepathic and he said, you've seen enough. He looked at me and I said, yeah, she's not coming out and said, I know. Yeah. So I literally turned my back on a spaceship and started walking away. Michael Legion shouted, where are you going? The ship hasn't left yet. And I turned back toward him and I said, she's not coming out and it disappeared. So from that point on, I never needed to see another spaceship. I realized mm -hmm. that there is a purpose and they've told me that that's for my own security. You were, you were, right, you were right. validated or you validated were, that. Yeah, so that's you, really cool. You caught the uh, Venusian love bug in, in essence, right? So 
Now, do you think like that us, was the Canadian that which that was semiasi? I got you. I got you. Do you think that us like here? So, for example, like you were mentioning about how the Venusians are really just—I mean—they absolutely love us. They just want the best for us. You know, you've had these experiences, which are just—you know—just this this intense feeling of love. When we when we go like here in society, for example, like when we go to pray and we're we're praying to whatever we think we're praying to, which is a lot of times maybe we're not, do you think we would have more success as a general rule if we were to say, because, you know, for, for those people like watching for the first time and looking at oh, the Venusians, right? This, you know, again, do you think- Don't we pray have, to them. Don't, don't pray to them. No. Don't, you're saying don't pray to the Venusians. W would you want to call to them in some way to help you in any way? Or like, like what's your, like, what's your, uh, what's your experience, Sharon, in so far as like, how to, like, who are you connecting with? To really say, okay, hey, help me out with this, or help me out well, with that. That's the author of all things, the living creator. Now, they, uh, you know, we've all sinned. We're we're all being led astray here by the adversary. We don't know the truth. We are not a super culture. We don't have a spiritual history. It's been wiped out and destroyed by uh, uh, evil entrenching itself in the human meat suits. You know, so the DNA, you know. To answer another question, is there something in my blood? Um, mm -hmm. You know, I do have the rarest blood uh, possible. It's, it's, they say it's Atlantean. It's found in the Basque region. It's like, I think it's 1.2% of the population have it. It's RH, I'm AB negative. But that doesn't mean anything. This is just the body. So your, your meat suit is what it is. It's your soul and your choices that you make. Your vibration or frequency is a combination of many different things. And I'll tell you what they are. One is the genetics of your parents at the time of conception, that combines. Then you have the genetics at your time of birth. That is an imprint magnetic signature on the development of your body. And uh, then you also have, um, oddly enough, uh, the planets, because this is not, astro astrology is a science and understanding of the magnetic conditions of the various planets and the frequencies and how the human personality can react to them. Eventually, as you become enlightened, there is no planetary uh, control. You rise above all outer influences and you are focused on the divine light and your true purpose. So the idea is to be aware of the uh, different factors. You have environmental conditions. You have foods that you take in your body. And that's mm -hmm. one of the great uh, uh, tricks of the adversary is we've created corporations that are feeding us poison and you can't, you know, you can't, you can't run your, mm -hmm. your, your engine on chicken crap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So we've got genetically altering and now they're spraying nanochemicals from the air. And yeah. so at this point, um, to save the children, divine intervention has been an ongoing process. Pleiadians told me that the pyramid designs that they're giving us in these jewelry is a form of divine intervention to help us help ourselves. You know, the, this device and others keep the DNA intact. We all have our, um, you know, we have, mag you know, we also have trauma accidents that happen to affect our body and then we have karma. But guess what's the number one, number one source of, um, our feelings and how our, our energy, mm -hmm. our thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as you think, mm -hmm. and if you put your mind and link it with Almighty God in submission, submission, there are two processes. One is prayer, and you pray to the Author of all things, the Creator, whatever you can see. 
right, and the author of all things. Right, and he's the one that can forgive all sins. Mm -hmm. I got the you. living word of God. The um, mm -hmm. the device that you or you're, you're referring to that you showed us several times. Can you hold that up for us? It's that what's around really, your neck? Really cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. This is called the Pleiadian nuclear receptor. There's 144 pyramids, and there's a gemstone that's based on uh, the frequency. Oops, let me. Uh, uh, there we go. Anyway, yeah. and then it has a back. So it's a yin yang. It's called the Cassegrain wave trap. It's a it's a Very light frequency. Cool. The life frequency device that'll be announced on my site pretty quickly. Well, what's it? What's it going to be designed to do? Because I know people will want to rush over there to look at it. Yeah, uh, it'll be up in a couple of days. I hope I. Can. I think I'm going to make a post with it. I've already uh, uh, got some posts on my website about these kind of stuff. I have a lot of amazing posts, and if you want to look at my YouTube, it's all at the bottom of my homepage there. But um, what this does is, is, by being the frequency, the parabolic lens is focused at 22.3 megahertz. That was one of the primary frequencies of the DNA. The DNA was a spiraled ladder. When you're born, between the twists, there are a number of ladders. And of course, you know, at the end are telomeres that are kind of like your, like your uh, a shoelace that cap it at the end. Mm -hmm. And what happens is uh, when we separate this DNA, these ladders go apart and they send out a scalar wave, a frequency of energy, and they call in nutrients to the um, to create the amino acids, and so what happens is is we have all these electrical devices jamming our frequencies, and we have all of these uh, problems with electrical precursation in our uh, bodies, and, and we don't have the right nutrients, and so the cells do not recreate perfectly. So. Um, the steps between the ladder become fewer and fewer. You know, I'm 64 by now. I probably have six or eight. God uh, bless you. Look great. Yeah, you wear it well, brother. You you, you look incredible. You have six or six or eight. What was that? Yeah, by six or eight steps between my ladder, so my cells oh. are replicating I, not as well. Mm -hmm. So what the Venusians have is they use this real technology, mm -hmm. and I I just talked about in the questions and answers that they give me. I said, well, you know. Uh, they said, I said, what about the bad guys? I said, don't worry, don't obsess on the darkness, Rob. We have it well under control. And they said, I said, it doesn't look like it. Right. They, they say they do. So they said that um, uh, as we become aware of the time extension technologies and utilizing the Venusian society, which is based on the beehive, because 18 million years ago, they were hybridized by these colonizing races. And they came to earth and said, humans and bees, what a great farm worker. And so the Venusians were put under subjugation and hybridized with the bees. Hmm. And then there, another thing happened, and that's in Dr. Raymond's book, Cosmic Race, Excellent Adventure, where we go into time travel and, and some things that happened in the past. It's a long story. I don't want to do that right now. We can do another show. Mm -hmm. But if you get that book, you can learn that uh, a, actually a person from the earth uh, went back to Venus 17 and a half million years ago through a, a portal jump by going over the North Pole. And he ended up on Venus and was able to access the technology which was wow. based on humans. And they were able to convert back the Venusian genetic lines to the bees, to the bee people and to um, back to humans. So uh, well, it's interesting because they say that bees, bees um, are really the most important 
important and valuable. Well, they say if they if there was no bees, then the whole the planet would, would die. Collapse. Right? Like their, their pollinization. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very important. And uh, I'm talking with the group from Aldebaran now, and that was you know this is a very positive race. They're called the Blues. Uh, through another contact he had by a conference named uh, David Wallace and the being I'm talking to is Kim Jim. And he said that uh, we actually have bees and dolphins and elephant and genetics and mice in our DNA. Mm -hmm. So um, there's a lot of this hybridization that's gone on and, and in a certain sense, genetics is the coin of the realm. But the, the Venusians believe in allowing us to develop on our own. They don't want to come here and overwhelm us just because they mentioned, they said, you know, I said, well, you know, can't you help more? And they, they took me in a dream. It's called a night class. And I agreed. They showed me the situation, why they couldn't. And, um, uh, but they uh, said, um, you know, um, if you look at the Tupong or the Wampanoag culture, after the pilgrims came, within 20 years, the, that those Native Americans, they were decimated by the, uh, by the pilgrims. So same thing happened in Africa with the Dutch, and same thing happened in India with the English, same thing happened with us and the Indians here. So they don't wanna come here and invade and mm -hmm. to take over mm -hmm. because superior technology um, breeds envy, uh, competition and lack, and usually as always humans subjugate others. So we have to achieve a spiritual gnosis and a recognition that we have a universal life force and that we all should work together in cooperation and harmony. And right now they have made provisions for the complete stripping of our entire society and the rebuilding of it. And it has to come very, very soon. The Venetians have made this, you said? The multiple galactic councils. Oh, okay. That was a mouthful right there. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot. Okay. Um, what are they expecting? And how do we move forward with their plan? We go through a cycle, the procession of the equinox um, throughout the a, a solar day is 24,927.25 years. So we have a day of light and darkness. It's called the day of Brahma. And uh, so through these cycles, we go through periods where there is uh, an influx of light to the planet. And as the uh, 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 Kim Jim just told me uh, last week in a, in a conversation I had with him through the, the contactee telepathically, he said, Rob, he said the planet's like a string of, you know, the galaxy's like a string of pearls. And, and one lights up and then the other, your plan is next in line to be lit up. And well, so- that's good. How, how yeah. far in those days are we- Yeah, along? like how like, close are we to that? In 24,925 days, like do you just- <laughs> Years, not years. days. Like well, we're, we're at the dawning of the, new, of the new day. We are at the dawning of the new day. The dawning of the new day. 2012 kind of was the end of a contract mm -hmm. of uh, the kind of the rule of evil. Okay, mm -hmm. so we're pretty close. Yeah, we have, there was a hundred, 100,000 eight-year contract or 1,008 year uh, contract that expired and the 3,000 year contract that expired. Mm -hmm. And so that ended the reign of the, of the negative forces because these beings, if they violate these certain agreements that they have and they're very long because they live a long time, yeah. that um, 
these beings can go to battle and they can blow up worlds. Mm -hmm. But this particular artificial intelligence, this transhumanist agenda has been a blight upon multiple galaxies. And so multiple galaxies are now here to eradicate those beings involved in it. Most of them are pretty much so implanted they've lost their, their uh, soul energy. They're in control of an artificial intelligence so this, the Venusians had that, they stopped it a long time ago, but it's reared its ugly head here and it reared its head on another super earth. It's probably eight times as big as our earth and it became the asteroid belt. Then you have the Kuiper belt, then you have the Oort cloud or the remnants of that planet that was consciously destroyed by the galactics because it was gonna open up a portal into the lower negative force and evil would reign into, throughout the world. So that you know there's kind of, throughout the worlds actually in this galaxy so that, that super earth you were referring to robert is that did they have the same type of physical makeup that we have here on this yeah it's called meldak 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 marduk some people call it. marduk was the being that was cast down from there into here and yeah. okay so um what can we do from their perspective to help accelerate this timeline? Those spiritual uh, messages that I had mentioned before, the teachings of Christ to mm -hmm. uh, treat each other as brothers and sisters and guard each other like the people of our eye and do unto others. We don't walk by as we're going to our $20,000 box seat and see a homeless person on the street. Mm -hmm. The governments are not in control of normal people. These are the most corrupt, bottom-of-the-barrel humans on the planet. They've allowed our energy, and money is nothing more than represents our energy, and they've controlled it. It's a dark system mm -hmm. of financial scarcity and lack that they control, and through their laws and all these non-government organizations that are private for profit, the CDC, the DHS, the NHL, you name it, um, all of these uh organizations are literally doing nothing except for the elite one percent and mm -hmm. you don't want to talk about the nasty things they do underneath the earth and their covens and their meetings and how children are created and human humans are looked as a right life source mm -hmm. some of these beings actually feast on human flesh mm -hmm. and that's pretty out there but if you go back to the gargoyles and the dragon stories you can see this it's just we we can't get lost in that negative narrative mm -hmm. the answer is to raise our frequency by our thoughts words deeds and actions have compassion and show charity you know we have the the seven deadly sins you know we have pride and that and vanity and uh, that's overcome with um, um uh, humility and then we have uh i got the i got them up here i thought i would uh, i could share them here so um so uh, let me go in here. So the other the other uh, deadly sins in here are greed or covetousness, and that can be overcome by charity, lust or inordinate or illicit sexual desire. That's overcome with uh, a continence. Envy um, is overcome with gratitude, and gluttony that includes getting drunk uh, is overcome with temperance, moderation. And then, of course, uh, you have wrath, and that's overcome with patience. That's probably my biggest one. And then uh, you can have sloth, and that's overcome by diligence. So these are the 
the natural um, um, things that as we are inculcated with a true spiritual knowledge, which has been hidden from us mm -hmm. by a control network that is alien to this world. Mm -hmm. And this is very hard for people to grasp, mm -hmm. but um, there is an organization, they're very organized and they control a lot of power. And so many people, uh, April and Jay, are basically either bribed or blackmailed into, mm -hmm. into doing things that are happening right now in the medical field that are inducing yeah. our rights to a ridiculous level. I never followed any of it. I was never fooled by it. And I shake my head and this is going to be seen as the great awakening now because it'll never happen again. Mm -hmm. It'll yeah. never happen again. These beings are going to remove their souls will be recycled. They will not be individualized consciousness anymore. And they're going to go back to a single atom and uh, eventually they'll be put together and become a rock and become a plant. Thank you. One last question um, is uh, from your perspective, when or as we're going through this metamorphosis, let's say, do you, from your intelligence, um, foresee, will the earth plane always have some form of dark and light? Or do you see it all as light? Everything, everything is relative on that level. So evil and error exists as a relative concept. It's mankind choices. If you know something is unbalanced, you have to follow the life force and the life force laws and understanding that, um, you know, everything works in harmony and in resonance. Right now, the financial system is built on scarcity and lack. The Venusians just bake more pies. There is abundance. They, they don't, you know, right now, the planetary system folks get this straight. The 1% take nine and nine tenths of the pie. Everything goes into their corporations. Mm -hmm. Every bit of life force energy is stolen and you are kept in a prison. This is why we must completely rethink what we're doing. The mm -hmm. Venusians work in a collective because of their hybridization with the bees. They have a very, uh, uh, they just hold hands. They don't have to vote. They just hold hands. And they know the answer. If, right. it's really, right. if it's really close, they have a, a region, they have a queen of Venus that's chosen not on royalty or genetics, but mm -hmm. based on lifetimes of service to the earth and to Venus. And mm -hmm. that's who my friend Raymond went to Venus with. She invited him there in 2012. He came back and wrote the, uh, the, um, um, the eight books from there. So um, that's the, uh, you know, next time, if you like, we can talk about the queen of Venus. Is there I'd any love to is, talk about the Queen of Venus. Is there any relevance to um, just on a last note here? But is there any relevance here to you know people talk about in the you know the New Making Age notes. movement or anything like that or you know whatever the, the 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 time of the goddess? Okay, is there any relevance to that time of the goddess being the Queen of Venus? Is there any is there anything going on there that maybe they just may not necessarily know the term per se? But is that a real true statement happening that there might be a Queen of Venus rearing her head? or the energy that we're experiencing well they're they run on a matriarchy so um they do have a regent that was appointed by jesus christ himself who was a being called sunat kumara as it had been ascended master for 18 million years he was born as joshua but he has many uh he exists in a in, on a higher realm near the galactic central core and kind of an interdimensional world called the colobe 
uh, or Barbalo, and and um, he's appointed uh, the accidental apostle or Lord Dismas, as he's known. Some people know him as the ascended master Amoria. He died with Christ on the cross. Hmm. So he is the regent of Venus, probably for 2000 years. Whenever Venus has a question, they go to him, the queen of the councils, and it's comprised of both male and females. And there's more, there's not a competition, it's more a harmony. And um, so the divine goddess is absolutely, it's time for the feminine and the man should become more feminine and the women, there's certain elements should become more masculine. It doesn't have anything to do with, uh, you know, you know, equal pay and all that obviously is going to be shifted. Everyone's going to get the same pay for the same job, no matter where they are. There's not going to be no more CEOs, no more bosses. That's interesting, actually. I never thought about it like that, but that's interesting. Yeah, we're going to have a whole new society here. It's going to be based on, on truths. Like I said, the Venusians bake more pies. Right, so, well, literally. They, they, just, right. They, they just bake more pies. That's yeah. that's good. That's a good analogy as far as it is. Uh, Mr. Robert Potter, God, it's, uh, wow, forever. there's a lot, there's a lot there. We've we definitely, got to half my questions. I know, we, we definitely would love to have you back for more uh, there. So uh, yeah, no, Thank th you. thanks for uh, giving us the opportunity to get to learn about you and meet your spirit. I appreciate that. Um, so we, we're going to have all your links in the description below. When people go to your events, they go to your website. What experience do you want them to get out of that? Well, I, I'm a small, small kind of conference. I've had, I think I've had up to 300 and I usually have 60 speakers and helpers. So um, what they get there is a beautiful background environment. You don't want to spend every waking minute in the rooms. You've got the mountains to go to. You, you've got meditation. You're going to meet a lot of people from around the world who have many unique experiences. There's lots of Venusians there. I saw, mm. you know, there were a couple last year and um, uh, they're not going to, not, it's not about silver spaceships and spacesuits. It's about the energy and the frequency sure. of raising your energy there. We have a lot of good talks and, um, but people have a unique experience because it's really about them. Um, and, um, there's a lot of knowledge there, but there's a lot of uh, good energy. We do some meditation and there's going to be workshops this year on various things. And, um, so we're going to do, uh, uh, whatever people choose to follow or go in or whatever the speakers choose to do for their hour, hour and a half. And some speakers will do two hours twice, some of the major speakers. Uh, but um, we, we have a great experience and, and um, at, at uh, Suzanne's uh, conference as well. Um, uh, I'm going to speak and then I, I'm just going to network with people and um, and talk about uh, the, the technologies that I share. You know, I give all the information for free. Um, when you have a conference or products, I do have to, uh, 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 you know, sell items to, to make my my living, so to speak. But I think if we can remember, uh, you know, love is the pow greatest power in the universe, mm -hmm. and if we follow these things, and uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of, uh, I'm going to be reading from the books, and from the Gospel of Thomas, my friend Raymond wrote. He actually uh, was given a technology that was used in the Ark of the Covenant and was used by Joseph Smith. It was a pair of uh, goggles that had two crystals, one set on his nose and his third eye. And he was able to read the gospel and go into a bilocation signal wow. to the Akashic records and witness Christ, his twin brother, Thomas. It's called the Gospel of Thomas and see what was actually transpiring 
during Christ's ministry and Thomas's ministry in India. That's why people say he went to India afterwards. It was his twin brother. And of course, his wife, Mary Magdalene, uh, mm -hmm. who had three children, is revealed in this book. And they've answered some questions. So there's a lot of things that are going to be unwound in people's heads. And the people have to stop holding on to the old. So I want people to look to the new, to come together and think about focusing your energies on developing your spiritual understanding and not come from a place of fear or uh, from the, in the future. They tell us that we are gonna have what's called a micronova or solar flash, that increase of light that's going to transform our world. There will be an EMP. Do they say from your perspective, um, when approximately something like that may occur? The flash. Mm -hmm. Between now and 2033. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. There's, a, there's a pulse that will take place. It's going to take out all electricity. Mm -hmm. So they're wanting us to get more telepathic. And I think there, there are provisions and plans that they will see to it, uh, you know, but electricity imagine everything no electricity is working no cars you're would that be, be robert for, forever to reset it or for a period of time there's other technologies that um that will not be dependent on that another type of electrical system so we have to be prepared for that and that's one of the impetus is now for us to begin this new financial system where these um, more beneficial technologies can be shared with us not you know, um, they're working with our with our finest scientists uh, privately to uh, responsibly use time travel or time by location to mm -hmm. learn the history and stuff like that. So we so that'll be under uh, uh, a strong jurisdiction. The government's misused it in the past. We'll talk about that next time. So the promisedrevealed.net, my great conference. Look forward to seeing you. Thank you so much. Oh, hold, 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 the, uh, hold it up one more time for us, if you would. Hold up your. Uh... Okay. Oh, oh, thanks. Yeah, the receptor. Yeah, yeah. yeah that'll be, I'm going to do a thing on that probably in the next couple of days. It'll be on my website. So um, thank you so much for having me on. And thank uh, you so much. I'm going to send you all of my speakers. Um, uh, and and uh, you you have the, the website to look. And if you have yeah. one in particular, I'll tell you which one after you look over, I'll send you all their um, uh, emails. All right, cool, cool. All right, don't Thank love don't so love much. and leave us just yet. We're gonna say bye to everybody together. So okay. <laughs> thanks everybody for hanging out with us as you always do. We hope you enjoyed our guest, Mr. Robert Potter, as much as we did, and we absolutely will have him back. That that was a pretty cool conversation. Thanks much, love my brother. And uh, again, you know, hope hope you enjoy your lives there. This is good times ahead of us. So we'll see Thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. And together we are turning the universal key to global harmony and creating a unified world. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, tune in often, tell all your friends, and most importantly, may all your beautiful dreams come true. God bless. We'd like to share a story. While it may sound fictional, it's very real and happening right now in front of our very eyes. It's called The Great Awakening. Our sisters and brothers that come on Spiritually Raw are doing everything to help expand global consciousness and in many cases, putting everything on the line to share their messages about what's happening around the world for the greater good of humanity. We are living in the most unbelievable times. Some may even say biblical, scary for many and yet exhilarating for others. Together we are taking part 
in getting everyone acclimated to the great awakening process and the exciting new discoveries that lie ahead. The sad part is many of our amazing guests are being heavily censored, socially shamed and outright banned on many platforms for exposing the truth and piercing the veil. By becoming a viewer, you bring your powerful energy towards this global movement of other truth seekers. If you're resonating with our show, please let us know by hitting the like button, sharing, subscribing, turn on the notification and leave some comments. Together, we will turn the universal key to global harmony and create a unified world. And remember, tune in often, tell all your friends, and most importantly, may all your dreams come true. Thanks and God bless patriots worldwide. Hi, everybody. April and Jay here from Spiritually Raw. Welcome to Spiritually Raw Secrets to Broadcasting Riches. Now, uh, you're probably wondering, why did you guys put this course together? Well, this is truly a compilation of all of our experiences, our ups, our downs, our pitfalls, what's worked, what hasn't worked over the past 10 years. And the number one question that we continually get literally to this day is, how are you guys making money broadcasting? So we figured we'd put together a course because there's no better time than right now for everyone to get off the bleachers and start speaking to help raise the vibration of the planet. So we put together a course that is so easy to follow, but not only is it very easy to follow and it's, and it's our experiences, but in the course, you're going to meet six other people, no, actually 10 other people that took it along with us. They are are in the journey, you're going to, you're going to hear about their wins, their losses, their successes, their pitfalls, and what's preventing them or has prevented them from making money in the media world. So in addition to that, we also understand the fact that we, and we wanted to bring this element to the secrets to broadcasting, which is to you. So for those of you who are very serious about saying, okay, I need to give this a go. I got a voice out there. It's time for me to let that voice loose and share my truth with people. And you also need to know, okay, well, how do I do this so I can support my family and make a business out of this, right? So we also tie in the spiritual aspect of it. So in the course, you will learn the specific steps that April and I use to that we connect with at a divine level to get that inspiration that really fuels us on a day-to-day -day basis that really gives us the creativity Activity we need that gives us the direction we need and really also taps us into our future selves to give us the roadmap so we know that we know with predictability what the outcome of these are going to look like and you will get that same essence and same feeling as we go through this together now this course is for everyone if you're a beginner and you have absolutely no idea where to start or you've been at it, it could be for months or years and you're not just you're not feel like you're not gaining any financial traction. The easiest way to get to where you want to be is find people or a mentor or experts in the area that you are looking to become an expert in and model what they're doing and model what they've done in the past. And this is exactly verbatim what we have done in this master course. We've done this for 10 years. We've taken a lot of that out of the way for you. So you don't have to go through that same 
journey that we have. Okay, you can just go right there, pass go, collect your two hundred bucks, and hopefully a lot more out of it. Cut out all the fat and everything that comes along with it. This is a really great time right now. We need people out there. We need people out there that are expressing their voices because, as you know, this is what your truth is. What will raise the vibration of the planet? And if we can collectively raise this vibration together, we are going to manifest everything that we're hearing out there. And so, do your part. If this is on, if this is on your radar right now to have your own show to continue your own show and really give it a blast off take this course you really want to take this course because it will give you every specific step that you need and if you like our style which you know you, you <laughs> probably are right now because you're watching it and much love and thank you for that then just we're sharing everything with you we're putting it all out there for you so click on the link below you know what though yeah don't take our word for it forget about everything we just said <laughs> All you have to do is go down and watch all the testimonials yeah. of the people that have already taken the course and then make your own decision from there. Yeah. All you have to do is watch the testimonials, click the link and away you go.